the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. We got good news this morning. Christian Aid Ministries in Northeast Ohio says that three more hostages among these 17 who were originally taken in Haiti, three more have been released. So five now, I think, of the 17 that were taken on November the 21st. Uh, the 400 Mawazo gang released two hostages early on. No, actually... The mid-October, mid-October was the kidnapping. The first two were released November 21st. So they spent a month uh, in who knows what kind of deplorable conditions under threat of violence and uh, hazard to think what might have been done to them. Uh, But now we have three more out. So that's great. Uh, That's great. I hope we get all of them out, and I hope they're all home by Christmas. That would be phenomenal. Uh, The news is not phenomenal. Uh, around Vice President Kamala Harris. Now, this story is going to point out the difference between, well, a lot of things, Republicans and Democrats, first of all, but more importantly, how Republicans think and how Democrats think. Okay, so Kamala Harris, you know, the vice president, she ran for president. She thought she'd be a very, very, very attractive candidate. She got 2% of the vote. She had to pull out of the race. It was bleeding money. Nobody was there. Campaign dead in the water. Before the California primary. I mean, that was her shot, right? Win California, former California attorney general, former California senator. Win California, you have to get some wind in your sails. She had to pull out before Super Tuesday, before the California primary. (laughs) She was so horribly in arrears. Think of this. Think of this now. Among Democratic voters, progressives, which means they're going backwards because everything in the Democratic dictionary, everything means the opposite of what what it sounds like. So progressives are people who are regressive in terms of doing things that work. They put in policies. Policies universally are put in to work, but because Democratic policy, like it goes the opposite direction. It doesn't work. So Kamala had to get out because she was getting dusted by an old, crotchety socialist, Bernie Sanders, and an old, crotchety, serial plagiarist, serial liar, stumbling buffoon, Joe Biden. She had to get out. But, oh well, in the wonderful world of democratic politics, She did have, despite her 2% share of the electorate, she had some very, very 
attractive qualities. She's a woman, and she's kind of sort of a black woman. She's not 100% African-American, but she can say she's enough African-American, more so than Elizabeth Warren is Native American, that she fit the bill because Joe Biden happened to be looking for a black woman vice president. He said that. I'd like to have a black woman. Well, that's not a deep candidate pool on the Democratic side. Stacey Abrams, claim to fame, losing by 50,000 votes for Georgia governor, refusing to this day to admit she got beat. Susan Rice, former Obama foreign policy advisor and State Department official, who famously went on every network television show the Sunday after Americans died in Benghazi and lied about it. And then there's Kamala Harris. Can't call up Condi Rice. She's a Republican. Sorry about it. Can't call up Winsome Sears. Oh, she's a Republican too. And now Lieutenant Governor of Virginia. So Kamala wins over Stacey Abrams and over all other options on the Democratic side of the ticket. Problem is, she's not very good. She's not very nice. Her approval rating right now, according to USA Today, is 27%. 27% is 10 points lower than Donald Trump's lowest approval rating. She is literally worse than Trump. And so, as if her existence as vice president is the Titanic post-iceberg, the rats are running for cover. Uh, Her spokesperson, Simone Sanders, is leaving. Her chief communications officer is leaving. And now two other people, Director of Press Operations and Deputy Director of the Office of Public Engagement and Intergovernmental Affairs, he needs two business cards for that title, are expected to vacate their positions in the Vice President's office soon for other positions in the Biden administration. I'm sure that will increase the love between the two camps in the White House. Why are they leaving, Kamala? Well, there's many reasons. A former staffer tells the Washington Post, with Kamala, you have to put up with a constant amount of soul-destroying criticism and her own lack of confidence. Wow. Soul-destroying criticism and her own lack of self-confidence. He continues, so you're constantly sort of propping up a bully, and it's not really clear why. Well, it should be clear why, because... Everything on the Democratic side of the aisle is about appearance. It's about appearance. It's about which group you're in. You're not an individual. You're not competent because of your individual acumen and ability. You are only relevant if you reflect the qualities that you had nothing to do with, your sex and your race. You are only appealing If those two things, which are totally beyond your control and ordered by chance, other than, of course, the divine hand of God, happen to break the right way for you. Well, they broke the right way for Kamala. 
She has enough African-American heritage, and she is a woman. And so she was qualified to be vice president. She's just not qualified to do the job of vice president. Uh, Gil Duran is the only guy who will put his name on this story in the Washington Post. He worked for Kamala Harris in 2013 for five months before quitting. I'm trying to think if I've ever quit a job in five months. I don't think so. That seems to me like something's gone horribly wrong. Every job I've ever had, the first day I've gone, I'm like, wow, this is, I can't wait. This is an awesome new opportunity, new vistas, chance to meet new people, chance to invest in people, chance to make new friends. When all that's gone in five months, ooh-wee, something terrible has happened. Well, something terrible happened. Gil left, but he's still friendly with people who've shared his pain, worked for Kamala. He said, one of the things we've said in our little text groups among each other is, what is the common denominator through all this? And it's her. <laughs> yeah, it's not you, it's me. It's not me, it's you. Who are the next talented people you're going to bring in and burn through and then have them pretend they're retiring for positive reasons? Another report says people are leaving Kamala Harris because they're afraid they will be branded Kamala people. Right? They don't want... Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Aren't you the... You worked for Kamala Harris for two years? What, do you like Kamala Harris? That's a game ender. In the Democratic Party. And everybody who's working for Kamala Harris right now, I mean, they, if they don't have their hands on power, it is so close to the reach of their bony fingers that they can literally smell the power. And anything that is going to keep them from making that final advance toward annexing some of that power for themselves, well, you know. Don't get in their way. You might lose a finger. So they don't want to be branded Kamala people. So they're two of them jumping over to the Biden administration. This is where we're getting to the point where you'll notice the stark difference between Republicans and Democrats. One Democratic operative close to the vice president's office told Axios that the recent notices given by Harris's top two aides said they were leaving and felt bad about it because they knew it put more pressure on Harris's remaining chief of staff, whose name is, pay attention, Tina Flournoy. The source told Axios, and I quote, if we mess this up, It's going to set women back when it comes to running for higher office for years to come. Really? Is that true? No, it is not true. It is true of Democrats. It is not true of Republicans. If Condoleezza Rice, Nikki Haley, Kristi Noem run for president, And they don't happen to win the nomination. Ron DeSantis gets it. Tom Cotton gets it. Mike Pompeo gets it. Whoever gets it. Condi Rice would not be looked upon as, oh, man, 
we couldn't get Condi Rice elected the Republican nominee for president. Well, that, you know, any woman who thinks about running for like the next two election cycles, eh, forget it. You're not qualified. Republicans don't think that way. And Republican women don't think that way. But clearly Democratic women think that way because they understand, I won the genetic lottery. I'm a woman. Even better, I'm a black woman or I'm a Hispanic woman. Woman. Hi, AOC. I'm a Muslim woman. Hi, Ilhan Omar. Rashida Tlaib. I've hit the jackpot. But if I fail... I'll ruin it for all the women who look like me, talk like me behind me. Why? Why? Why is your incompetence relevant or applicable to anyone else who looks like you? Because that's how you think on the Democratic side of the aisle. That is not how Republicans think, and that is not how any sane person should think. People should be evaluated on their own merits. What? Because somebody looks like you and is the same sex as you and they're a knucklehead? Does that mean every person you meet? This is like behavior that people go to psychologists to have exorcised from their thought processes. Right? If you have an irrational fear, well, you were seven years old and somebody with a southern accent wearing a blue shirt accosted you, threatened you, scared you, and then for the next 20 years of your life, every time you come across a southern-accented person wearing a blue shirt, you have a flashback. You go to a shrink to fix your faulty thought processes because the person walking down the street with the southern accent in the blue shirt is, in fact, not the person who threatened you 20 years ago. And there's no reason for you to continue to fear those people. But on the Democratic side of the aisle, they're whacked in the head that, oh, we made Kamala vice president. Everybody's leaving. If we mess this up, we'll never give another woman a chance. And they're the party who wants to empower women. They're the party that has women's rights At the top of their priority list? This is just yet another example where there is no logic in a democratic position. It does not add up. It does not make sense. Hence, you should not subscribe to any of their theories. You know, we're only a year, not even a year, really into the Biden-Harris presidency. You think about it, her approval rating, 27 or 28% is 10 points lower than Trump's lowest approval rating. Biden's approval rating is trending toward sub-40%. I wonder if they are individually and collectively the most unpopular president and vice president ever. I don't know if they're going to change their policies. I, I mean, none of this is hard. Gas prices are astronomical. Start drilling for domestic oil again. <laughs> that's, that's, open up the Keystone XL pipeline again. Uh, Russia threatening Ukraine. China threatening Taiwan. 
Well, I mean, if we're capable, if we if we have any real patriots anymore at the top leadership of military, I'd put those guys in charge and get rid of the guy who thinks white rage is something he needs to spend his time on. These are not hard issues. These are self-created issues. So if they are the lowest rated in terms of approval, president and vice president ever, Biden and Harris would not be a dream team. They would, well, I mean, they would be. They would be a bad dream team because they are a bad dream. What have they gotten right? If you're like the person I saw their SUV in the parking lot the other day and you still have the Biden-Harris sticker on the back of the car, what do you say to yourself at night? I mean, you know, presumably you're being honest with yourself. What do you say to yourself and go, yeah, we got that right. This is going well. Store shelves are emptying and getting emptier. The employment situation, okay, unemployment numbers. There you go. Okay, I'll give you that one. Unemployment numbers are good. But it's hard to celebrate that when you would like to put in a mandate that companies who have more than 100 employees must have all of them vaccinated by January 4th. Or you're going to fire them. So it seems like even on the one thing that you have going on, the other part of you, your inner devil, is advocating a position that will detract from this the only success that you have. Afghanistan, complete and total mess in terms of how we got out and in terms of what it's going to become and is becoming right now. Starvation all over the country. Women threatened, second-class citizens, no longer allowed to get an education, go out in public without a burqa on. Is that a win? Mm. Doesn't feel like it. Iran, they're happy with the Biden presidency. Hey, guys, we can start our nuclear program again. Let's ramp it up. Joe's president. He sleeps a lot. Might not even notice if we try to nuke Israel off the face of the earth. I say try because, of course, that will not happen. There might be some severe consequences and penalties and death in Israel, but as I've said many times, if you are on the wrong side of Israel, you are on the wrong side. So we'll see. I know this. Biden thinks he has a mandate. He doesn't have a mansion. M-A-C-H-I-N. M-A-N-C-H-I-N. Joe Manchin, the West Virginia senator, says he will not support Biden's plan for a vaccine mandate. And that he will, in fact, not just not support it, he will vote for Indiana Senator Mike Braun's proposal to ban a federal vaccine mandate. Here's Manchin's comment. I do not support any government vaccine mandate on private businesses. That's why I have co-sponsored and will strongly support a bill to overturn the federal government vaccine mandate for private businesses. I've long said we should incentivize, not penalize private employers whose responsibility it is to protect their employees from COVID-19. So Joe Manchin is actively, openly, and boldly 
voting against, speaking against, standing against the most radical power overreach of the Biden administration. I love me some Joe Manchin, even though he's a Democrat. So that way I can say I do love a Democrat. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.